Hello! You okay? I don't really do openings or closings very well. I was talking about this with a few business buddies the other day. I'm awkward. <laughs> I'm awkward around introductions, so I just sort of do it. I just start and end, so that's what you got. So we'll get straight into it. If you haven't listened before, thank you for being here. I'm Lauren Taylor and this is Marketing Morsels. Today we're going to be talking about planning your customer journey. So as I say, we don't muck around, we just get straight into it here. So we'll start with what is a customer journey? Essentially, it's the steps that your people go through to become a customer and decide whether they're going to work with you or buy from you. If you are familiar with things like sales funnels, a customer journey is kind of similar, but the difference is that a sales funnel is usually designed to turn potential customers into paying clients. It's usually got a very specific goal, whether that's to um, get people to sign up for something or download something. The customer journey, however, is more of the bigger picture. It covers the whole process and experience, and it's more about building the relationship between you and your potential customers. As I talk about it, it might sound quite big because it includes everything from the very first time your potential customers first heard of you. I'm just going to refer to your potential customers, in inverted commas, as um, people, just to keep it simpler. So it covers everything from the first time your people first heard of you and learnt that you exist, to them getting to know you, to buying from you, to working with you, and everything that then happens after they've worked with you. As I say, it might sound a bit intense, but you can really make it as simple as you want and it will still be effective. The important thing is that you're appearing and supporting your customers when, where and how they need you and that you're giving them the information they want to see to make it easy for them to work with you. So before planning your journey, you need a good understanding of who your ideal customers are, what they need and where they hang out. That's a pretty large topic by itself, so we're not going to cover that in this episode. I did talk about it in episode one, back in season one, episode one. Or if you do need any help figuring out what your ideal audience looks like, I have a couple of coaching packages on my website where we can go into a lot of depth about what that looks like for you and who you love working with. So if that does sound like something that might be helpful for you at the moment, you can go to my website, which is laurentaylor.uk. But essentially, I'm going to assume that you know or have a good idea of who your ideal customers are before doing this process. So once you are okay with that and you're comfortable that you've got a good understanding of who your people are, start and list all the channels that you're currently using or that you have and don't really use that much at the moment. So think of things like Instagram, Facebook, groups, LinkedIn, include all the channels that you're on and include things like if you've got a podcast, a website, a blog your Google My Business page, anywhere that you and your business is visible, or at least has an account set up that's visible at the moment. It doesn't matter if you're not active, just if you're considering or wanting to use those channels. Now, let's think about the different stages in your customer's journey. Now, everybody's journey is going to be completely different, but essentially they follow a bit of a similar flow to a point. So we'll talk you through the different stages of journey. The first step is where your people first discover that you exist. Now, the common sort of feels a bit icky (laughs) term for this, or I suppose boring is the term, but that's usually known as the awareness stage. So this will be where your potential customer has seen an Instagram post that's been shared by someone who follows you, or you've been, you showed up as a suggestion on Instagram, or you've appeared on a podcast as a guest. 
or they've seen a paid ad. So it's something like the very first time they've seen you, they've seen your brand or your service, and they've sort of understood that you now exist in their world. The next step for them after awareness is interest. So at this point, you've caught their attention. They're trying to decide if you're their kind of person. So this would involve for them maybe following you on social media or signing up for your emails. They're starting to become a little bit more committed to you. And then after that comes consideration. So this is where they're really getting to know you. And this is where the relationship is starting to build. And they're starting to decide if your offering is perfect for what they need and that they're comfortable investing in you or your product. So this would be things like they're starting to engage with your social posts or they might be lurking in the background and they might not be the kind of person that does actively engage, but they're still there. They're still noticing what you're doing. Or maybe they're listening to your podcast. They're trying free downloads or they're trying your workshops. And at this point, they're also reading reviews because they want to get a feel for whether they are investing in someone that's going to really help them. They want to be comfortable and confident before they make that choice. Then the next step would be the decision or the purchase stage. So here they're deciding if they're ready to go for it. They've done all their research and they are absolutely sure that they want to buy from you or work with you. So this is usually where a sales funnel would end because it's done its job. It's got that customer. But if we're looking at the whole customer journey, we're looking beyond that because your relationship with that person doesn't stop just because they've spent money with you or you've done their job, you've worked with them, you've delivered and now they've gone off on their merry way. That's not how it works. It's all about the relationship and you want to be friends with this person. They've chosen, after all their research of looking around, they've chosen you to work with them on something as important to their life as their business. You want to stay in touch with that person because you never know what that's going to lead to for either of you in the future. So the next step after they've made their purchase decision is they're now a customer. So they're actively working with you. So that could look like having their first calls with you or you're working through briefs together or you may be sending them reminders for things. You're sending them welcome emails. You're essentially onboarding another icky phrase, but it explains quite well what's actually happening here. So it's the steps that you and they are going through to provide the service or the product that they've bought from you. And once that's all done, you've done the work together, you're all happy, everything's great. The next step after that is loyalty. And I'm not I'm not particularly comfortable calling it loyalty, but I can't think of a better alternative right now. <laughs> but essentially at this point, you're kind of BFFs. You've worked together, you've enjoyed the process. This is where they either start maybe recommending you to their friends, or if it's a service where they could add on other services in future or buy other products from you. It's like the support that happens after you've worked together. So this could look like they're giving you feedback or sharing reviews or helping you write case studies or you're following up to see how they're getting on. It's the next steps that happen after they've worked with you because you don't just want to release them into the wild and never speak to them again. You're going to be invested in them and interested in what's happened with them and their their business and their life after, after you've worked together. Okay, so that covers the main stages of what a standard customer journey looks like. So now what you can do is take the list of the channels that you're on that you wrote before and start dropping them into the most relevant stages. And you can start and see how each one contributes to the whole journey and what each of their purpose is for your people and the different needs that your people have at each stage. 
because at any one point you're going to have lots of different people at different points within their customer journey. So you want to be sure that you are showing up for those people at each different stage. And if you don't have a clear idea of what your customer journey looks like, your marketing can feel like it's a bit all over the place, like it's a bit disjointed, but each channel, each activity feeds into another. So once you figure out what your flow looks like for you, it feels much more cohesive and together. Like what you're doing is really making a difference and serving a purpose. And you're not just going through the motions. You know that some activity that you're doing on Instagram over here, it's going to be supporting some activity that you're also doing with your, maybe your email mailing list. So once you've dropped in the channels that you're currently on into your customer journey, look at what you're doing at the moment. And can you see, can you identify any gaps or any areas that you think might need a little more support or a little more focus? So for example, if you're doing loads of great stuff at the awareness stage, but you feel like you maybe need a little more focus or people might need a little more help to understand what they can expect from working with you at the decision stage, or if you've got a steady stream of new clients coming in, but you'd like to sort of tighten up or start automating some of your onboarding or some of your support after you started working with people. Now, this might sound like a lot to do, but don't try and go too big too soon. As I say, you can make it as simple as you need it to be. The important thing is that you understand what your customer journey looks like and make sure you're doing tiny manageable bits at each stage. So you're giving your people what they need depending on where they're at in their journey. So you're helping them really get to know you and love you and get excited to work with you. Now, it feels like we've only just scratched the surface of the whole customer journey and everything that happens around it. But hopefully that gives you a bit of an understanding of how you can sort of get it down on paper and feel a bit more purposeful about the channels that you're on and how each one is contributing to to supporting your customers through their journey to working with you. Right then, I'll leave you to it. Enjoy. It's been a pleasure. Do people still say that? I hope you have fun playing with and exploring your customer journey. Thank you very much for listening and I'll see you soon.